Good afternoon, this is Jeremy with the uh, Christmas Tree Farming Podcast. Um, just leaving the Mid-America Christmas Tree uh, Association meeting uh, weekend, and I can say that it was uh, well worth the price of admission. I had a lot of fun. Uh, the Dole Street Farm there right outside of Lebanon, Indiana, is really, really nice. It sets the bar really high for anyone in the industry, as far as I can see. Um, the, uh, the farm was laid out really nice. All the trees were, you know, manicured. It was it was really nice. I, I, I was happy to see that at least I'm not the only one that the first year trees there don't look quite as good as the older trees as far as the weeds and grass. So I was happy to see that for sure. Um, the food at the convention for the Mid America Christmas tree there that I think the Dulles uh, family there took care of that. It was excellent uh, the, uh, the pork pork chop sandwich and then the lunch today was really good as well I met a lot of people I was happy to talk to people that actually had listened to the podcast so that I'm not just talking to myself on the phone when I'm driving sometimes um, I'm horrible with names and, and really bad at remembering names I'm good with faces so I'm not going to try to remember everybody but uh, I appreciate everybody that, that spoke to me and we talked and built some relationships and, and I really appreciate that um, hopefully that there are relationships that we can build upon you know for many years to come um, some of you guys had long established Christmas tree farms and some of you guys are kind of in the same boat as me you just uh, beginning the marathon and learning as we go so uh, let's do it together uh, some Kentucky, some Indiana. Uh, met a, uh, even met a gentleman in uh, Northern Illinois. Everybody was super nice, and it was great to meet you guys. Um, uh, as far as the sessions go, I just I, I took some notes, and I'm sure I will follow this up with uh, maybe a more detailed podcast later with some of the notes that I took. And but I wanted to get this out while it's still fresh on my mind. We we're going to be out of town. Um, for the next week camping. So I'm sure I'll download. I might lose some of this because I'm going to sleep several times before I uh, get back around to this again. So I just wanted to give some thoughts on the two days that I was there. Um, The first day that I was there, uh, session-wise, what what did we do? Let's see, on Friday evening or Friday morning, what was the first thing that we did? We had the, the breakfast and the general meeting. Everybody just kind of hung out there for about, I, I think I, I left I left early in the morning, and I got there around 8 o'clock. It was probably 8.30 before everybody started rolling in there really good. Um, I did the farm tour first. So we, we met in the middle there uh, in the gravel parking lot, and we loaded up onto uh, a wagon. And believe it or not, it was an eventful wagon ride, uh, so it was it was good. The uh, it was kind of just a tour uh, around the, the farm there, out to the across the road and out to the stuff he just planted this year, and then back across. And we did a demonstration uh, on uh, stump grinding, a couple demonstrations on stump grinding. Uh, one was an Italian firm. And Another was a, a, a smaller firm, I believe. I can't remember the name. Uh, Buck Wagner. 
uh, right? And then Buck Wagner, uh, he has the, uh, it's kind of like a, an auger bit that, that you can use to drill out and shave off uh, the tree trunk. So, I mean, you're looking for something that's relatively cheap and easy to kind of, you know, knock it out small scale. That seemed really cool. Uh, and then also, who was it, Seppi? Yeah, Seppi does a really nice, uh, and I think that's what Gold uses, uh, really nice uh, stump grinder, tiller type attachment that goes on a big tractor that was like, but you need like, you know, 65 to 100 horsepower to use that uh, rear PTO, you know, driven deal. And that's way outside of anything I'm going to be investing in anytime soon. But uh, I'm sure for those that have larger farms, and that and that's the method that they use, then that's that's going to be perfect for you guys that already have that larger tractor. Smaller tractors, you know, uh, for the price of that, like I say, you get a skid steer and just, just pop them up. Um, the next thing that I had that I had on my agenda was where the. Uh, beginner Christmas tree seminars and this was uh, with Bill Cockler and uh, they're very informative I think the, the first the first session was pretty much purely uh, budget profit and loss income and expense related items uh, Bill provided a lot of useful information and handouts and, and a lot of stuff that I need to to really digest and I'm happy that I got all that stuff some of that stuff I kind of already had on digits looking it up myself but some of that stuff uh, I had not had so I'll, you know I'm gonna be able to read read that stuff and that's gonna be good for everybody that was in that um, also in that beginner it was talking about field layouts and and uh, really the hot topic for me was on grain tile uh, talking to several other people you know you, the land map soil Soil surveys was not a new uh, new thing for me. I think it might have been for a few people where you look at where your soil type is and you just see what what type of drainage you really have there. And uh, me, I mean, I know you know from experience that my uh, I don't have well draining uh, property there because I can you know we dig a pond and it pretty much holds easily, so we know right off the bat that it's not well draining uh, soil there. Uh, so it's good for digging ponds, but it's not good for uh, Christmas trees per se. Uh, I think I think it's moderately drained. I think it's a classification that my soil actually falls into. So it's like right in the middle. And based on some of the spreadsheets that I've seen from Bill's presentation, the you know the canine firs that I have should not grow without drain tile underneath. Uh, at least so far they're growing, but I you know it did. It did uh, spark some some interest there. I understand, you know, water tables. And in previous podcasts, I talked about, you know, we used the auger uh, on field one A and B, and pretty much we augered every hole. And we did find some places where the water table pops up uh, right around that two foot mark. So, in some places that when it rains, you know, it does hold water for a significant amount of time. And those are the places that we kind of marked and we didn't plant. Um, so, I mean, that that is one method. And I think someone in that briefing even mentioned that, you know, you could, you could drill holes every 20 or 30 feet to kind of mark off areas to 
kind of figure out exactly where your water table is. And honestly, that may be cheaper uh, to kind of plot your acre or whatever, half acre, whatever you're planting, and just see if you've got any water table issues. Um, for, for anybody out there, I, does, any, does anybody, do the, do the trees that grow, you know, eight, nine feet tall, do they have roots that go below 36 inches? Uh, you know, from what I've had and what we've popped out, landscape tree related, um, I don't have anything that goes below two feet. So, um, take, take, take the drainage with a grain of salt, I think. Uh, I don't, in my personal opinion, that of someone that's been doing Christmas trees for so long, right? <laughs> so for, for about a year and two, and I'm not sure on the drainage. Uh, I think maybe if you have really poor, like you're at the end of the spectrum and it's really poor, your, your acreage is really flat and there's, you're having issues with surface water and subsoil, you know, surface water. You know, I think you definitely should tile it. And, you know, in talking to several of the people there, it seemed like it was about 20 or 30% of the people had some sort of tile installed or had a farm that previously had tile put in, the old terracotta tiles or something. Uh, and then some people had it, you know, 50 feet on center down to some, you know, the gentleman there that gave us one of the briefings on drainage said he was planning to put it in 15 feet on center. Uh, Wow, so I can say, I mean, that's a lot of money. It's probably cheaper to buy different property if, if you need to put tile in there 15 feet on there. Uh, but if that's where you're at and you're going to make it work, then I understand that as well. Um, I subsoil. I definitely subsoil with a shank that goes off the back of my tractor. Uh, and, uh, you know, we rip, we rip the ground up in the fall. Uh, kind of horizontal to the line, you know, to the hill, because all my property is kind of hilly, rolling hills, and we kind of, you know, do that, and so so far for me, it works, but uh, truth will be in a few years, when the roots drop down below that first foot or so, you know, two foot range, and then we see what, what really happens if the, we have a extended period of water table, I may be changing my whole conversation on this podcast in like a year or two, so we will definitely see what happens um that went on you know that was uh that was really the big the big bullet items from day one for me was uh was was those things uh, and like i said that that's kind of the highlights of day one without digging into the sheet too much there and, and looking at my notes um i take that back also, a highlight on day one was one of the things I was very interested in, which was uh, herbicides. Uh, we got a, a, a uh, briefing there from Mr. Daniel from Purdue and uh, talking about herbicides and pre, pre-emergent herbicides. And, it, you know, it was really, it was really instructional. Uh, or educational, and, and he had a lot of you know material there was, that was prepared, uh, which was which was good. Got some information there that I can look up. Uh, you know, the, I think I said in the last one, I'm kind of battling that a little bit because I, I wasn't really up to speed on exactly everything that I needed to do pre-emergent wise, and kind of my schedule 
of when I should be using post. But what I have learned for sure is uh, I need to do a better job of that. And now I've got at least a little a little bit of knowledge, some tools, some some names of some herbicides to do some research on. And, you know, I can build some timing around some spring and fall uh, applications. Hopefully the cut down on, one, the mowing, and two, the, uh, the amount of weeds that take off after I spray glyphosate. Because that's, you know, talking to you know, him about that, a couple other people, when you spray the glyphosate, I use glyphosate, when you spray, the, spray it, it basically knocks everything down. But then the really bad weeds can now germinate because they're not smothered out, no competition, and then they come up. And that's kind of why I'm getting this shatter cane Johnson grass epidemic in some of my field is because I'm knocking down all their competition and they come through like, you know, superheroes blasting through and then now I have to take care of that. So, um, gonna, gonna work on that. Um, don't really want to list off any names of herbicides, just like most people don't. I, I would, I'd feel bad if I give you something and it's, you know, it kills your trees. I, I'm going to try some things and I'm going to try some stuff and see what works for us and we'll go from there. Uh, day two, uh, this morning, you know, I stayed in a, uh, I stayed in a, a pretty decent hotel. I think we stayed at the Hampton. I stayed at the Hampton Inn there in Lebanon. It was, it was relatively nice. Uh, not too bad. Had a breakfast this morning. It was good. Uh, rolled out uh, around eight, got over to the tree farm. And then the first session that I had this morning was, uh, what was it? I think it was Peterson's Riverview Nursery uh, doing uh, seedling information about their process, uh, what they do, how they do it, a little bit in the economics of it all and how they build him and his, his son and his wife. And it was very informational and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's It does sound like that, uh, as, as most people know, it's hard to get. It's hard to get seedlings and transplants, um, and there's no exception to Peterson's. If you go to Peterson's nursery website, you will notice that if you were looking for some specific varieties, they for this fall, of course, they gone. And then if you're looking for spring, significant amount of those are already gone. Um, so you you're already looking at other sources, and their stuff was only available for a handful of weeks. So. You know, he mentioned, you know, why why he doesn't just plant more. He went into, you know, the the impact and how all that works, and it's just not uh, it's just not possible for him right now to expand. Um, so get your orders in early or build build. He he recommended build a relationship with a grower, and even if you can't get anything this year. You know, plan to get something next year, and you know, work out when you need to talk to them. And bottom line is, growers—you know—they take care of who's been with them the longest first, and then they work their way down the list. And if you're new, you're your first one out. Um, they had a uh, a meeting with the Christmas Tree Promotion Board, gave some information uh, and some updated numbers on some surveys, and then based on the initial polling. You know, uh, it, it appears that this coming year 
the expectation is to also be a, you know, another good year for Christmas tree growers and you choose and cut and wholesale the whole, the whole way around. You know, I wish our operation was full on so we could take advantage of that. So we'll see how that's going to affect, you know, us in six or seven years, but, uh, happy for everybody that that, you know, that's going to, that's going to work for everybody. And hopefully just the market continues to grow and everybody, you know, continues to build it up. It, it looks really nice. Uh, I don't have anything else. I just wanted to download that before, before this uh, week I'm gone and I've forgotten some of the specifics of the sessions that, that we participated in. Um, hope everybody has a, a great week and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.